You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. And we welcome you back for another edition of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you. The Brewers just completing a shutout over the Reds on Tuesday night by a final score of two to nothing. The crew back to 500 now on this season at an even nine and nine, keeping their head above water with all these injuries they've dealt with in the early portion of the season. That's really been a big part of the story through the first couple of weeks of the season. A DL stint for Christian Yelich. Corey Knebel on the DL. Eric Thames has been banged up. Domingo Santana has been a little bit banged up. Ryan Braun has been banged up. It's been tough on the crew so far with some of these injuries, but starting to get healthier as Christian Yelich reinstated from the 10-day disabled list on Tuesday. Now available. Looks like he's going to be back very, very soon. The other injury we didn't tell you about, Manny Pena went to the disabled list on Monday. But that does not look to be long-term. He should be back at some point in the near future. And, of course, Braun was able to avoid the DL. Fames was able to avoid the DL. Both seemed to be fine back in there, and the Domingo Santana injury was really nothing at all. He never even missed any time. So this team's starting to get healthier and starting to get back to 100%, which is very encouraging. Still going to be some time before Corey Knable's back, and, of course, we know it's going to be quite a while before Jimmy Nelson is back as well. But a lot of other things in motion right now for this team as Wade Miley made his first rehab start, if you will, in the minor leagues with the Biloxi Shuckers on Tuesday night. Went two and a third, started to get himself back, and he could be an option for the crew in that rotation before it's all said and done. So this is going to be a team that uh, turns over a lot of players from spots 20 to 25 on this 25-man roster. They've already started doing a lot of that. 32 players have already been used so far this year, uh, just a couple of weeks into the season. So expect that theme to continue as the Brewers continue to move fresh arms up so they can stay healthy with that bullpen. In this day and age, you ask a lot of innings out of your bullpen. It's just the way that it is. And so you want to have guys as healthy as possible. So the Brewers, again, finishing this past week since we last talked to you, at 9-9, nine and nine. they finished off a series win in St. Louis on Wednesday. Then they dropped to a three to the Mets over the weekend in New York in what was a really good series at City Field. And they've split this series so far with the Reds. They'll finish it up on Wednesday afternoon at Miller Park before the Marlins come to town. Let's take a listen to this past week and how it sounded. Pitch to Perez. Swung on, hit high and deep into center field. Back on it is Fam. He's watching it. Get out of the ballpark. Hernan Perez with his first home run of the season. That's a good start. one nothing Brewers. Back in there. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Albers closes the door on the Cardinals, and the Brewers take two of three from St. Louis at Bush Stadium. 3-2 the final score. And the pitch, and Braun sends this one in the air. Deep right center field going back. 
and gone! Ryan Braun with his third home run of the season, and the Brewers cut that lead of the Mets down to 6-4. Harvey's 1-0 to Jonathan Villar. Hitting on the left field line, that is slicing into the corner, and it is gone! A three-run home run right down the left field line, and the Brewers have taken a 3-0 lead on Matt Harvey and the Mets. 2-0 pitch, Bandy sends this in the air, deep left field, Cespedes looks up, and that ball's gone! Jet Bandy's second hit of the night, this one leaves the yard, and the Brewers lead it 4-0. Has the sign and the pitch to Bruce. Hit in the air, center field, that should do it. Lorenzo Kane drifts in, he's got it, and the Brewers take down the Mets five to one. What a ball game tonight by the Brewers as they even up this series at a game apiece. So the crew getting some much needed victories and again, keeping themselves right there in this NL Central in the early portion of the season. Hey, you can't win the division in April, right? But you can certainly put yourself in a bad spot in April. And the, and the crew is doing what they need to do right now to position themselves to get all these bats hot at the same time, get the starting pitching rolling a little bit, and see what happens. One of the real bright spots so far this season has been Junior Garrett. Made his first start last Wednesday, pitched very well, worked into the sixth inning again on Tuesday night and uh, did not give up any runs as the crew combined between Junior Guerra, Dan Jennings, and uh, Josh Hader and Jeremy Jeffress to pitch a shutout. The first of the 2018 season, uh, Junior Guerra is starting to solidify himself as a big part of this rotation potentially moving forward. So you have Chase Anderson, who's pitched so well. He was dominant on Saturday at Citi Field in New York. You have Zach Davies, who you know is going to be there and who you know you can count on. Yoli Shasin's going to be a part of this rotation. And now Junior Guerra starting to really solidify himself. You also have Brent Suter, who has pitched better the last couple of times out and has uh, found a way to navigate around some of the adversity to still hang in there and give his team a shot. So he's still obviously in the mix and still a part of this rotation right now. And then you've got arms like Brandon Woodruff in AAA, who I think we all expect he's going to get more starts before the season's all said and done. Just told you about Wade Miley. And then you've got arms like Freddie Peralta and Corbin Burns. So the Brewers have a lot of depth right now in terms of starting pitching and options that they can go to and hope that they can find some lightning in a bottle like a Junior Guerra recapturing the 2016 form. And, and who knows whether or not he's going to be able to put together the season that he put together in 2016. But the early returns so far in 2018 are really promising and look like he's got a real good, real good chance to do exactly that. Okay, uh, we have a lot coming up for you on the show. Because of the Manny Pena 10-day DL stint, the Brewers called up Jacob Nottingham, and he made his Major League debut this week. We're going to talk to him about that. That's coming up on Brewers on Tap. We're also going to talk to Junior Guerra, not after his Tuesday night start, which was, again, dominant, but after his Wednesday start in St. Louis. I had a chance to catch up with him in, in New York last week, and you're going to hear him talk about what he feels like right now and how excited he is to be back with the crew at the major league level. So that's coming up also. We'll check the farm. Brewers minor league affiliates are having some really impressive performances right now, uh, both as a team, but also from a prospect standpoint too. And so we'll check that, and we'll see what's on tap. But then I think what you're really going to like is our Sabermetrics 101 tonight because we're going to talk 
about Josh Hader and the numbers he's putting up and how impressive they are and some of the changes, some of the differences between Josh Hader in 2018 compared to Josh Hader in 2017. So let's go into the clubhouse. Now for the clubhouse conversation. You gain a lot of confidence when you come up and you have success quite quickly. Um, so it, it's, it gives you the mindset of I belong here and I can do it as long as I'm doing the things that I should be doing before and after starts. The, the last couple of days I've been coming out of, of the bench and the A inning and, and, you know, get, get it just one at bat and just don't, don't try to too much, just put a good at bat. Um, whenever I hunch over, the, the top of my helmet will look into the first base dugout and it's hard to hit like that. And um, that's pretty much the only thing he's really, he's really noticed that I need to work on is stand tall in my upper body. Junior Guerra is our guest in the clubhouse. I got a chance to talk to him in New York City last weekend. And I asked him just how he's felt coming into this year overall. Yeah, yeah, and thank you. Uh, I feel really good, and I just uh, try throw fresh pieces, try for every batter and keeping the game late and get a chance for the team to win. Physically, how much better do you feel than you did a year ago? Obviously, a year ago at this time you were injured, but how much better do you feel than you did at any point last year physically? Because it certainly looks like the velocity's back up and, and you look like the 2016 version, or at least a lot closer to that. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like 100% better the last year. Um, but... Last year, first day in the first day in the season, I've been injury, but I think that's it's the past. And right now, I'm focused to throw a strike, the first team, and 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 be healthy and help the the team to win games. Coming into camp this year, you knew you were going to be in a battle to make the rotation. When you didn't make it right out of the gate, were you discouraged, or did you know, hey, I'm going to get my chances this year? I just have to be patient. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when he sent me to 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 the minor, and I feel bad, but it's, 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 this is is the game. And but I'm waiting for my opportunity and and enjoy and and I'm here. And the best thing right now, I'm, I'm I'm healthy and I feel really good. Your splitter, of course, is a pitch that gets a lot of attention. Uh, it gets a ton of swings and misses. Uh, what is it about the way you throw that pitch that makes it so successful and effective? Uh, it's, it's, it's good when my fastball is, is, is better because when I command my fastball and when I got my velocity and when I throw a strike with my fastball, my split is, is the pitch for, for the swing in the mix and for a strikeout. You and Manny are certainly very close. You got a chance to work with Jet on Wednesday. What was it like? Throwing to Jet Bandy, and how did he help you as the as the start went along? Really good, really good. Uh, Bandy is a really good catcher, and I like I like uh, why he makes the the pitch uh, where he, he every time is is attention for every batter, every pitch, and, and he helped he helped me a lot. Have you noticed anything yet with the 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 mound visits and the way that they're being cut back? Has has it impacted much on the mound and communication? With your catcher, uh, have you noticed much with that yet? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But we we communication here in the in the dugout. We talk before we we get to the, in, in the field. But but I think I like it because we 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 working fast in the game, and you know you you know like the the hitting thinking too much. You were able to start up a double play that that was a big part of your last full inning 
on the mound. Uh, did that help you kind of take a deep breath at that point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the, the double play is the best friend for the pitcher. And and if you can make it, it's, it's you good because you, you throw a least pitcher and you'll be late in the game too. Well, Junior, we certainly appreciate it. Congratulations on, on making it back up here. And of course, a very good start on Wednesday against the Cardinals on your way to a win. Thank you, no, thank you, thank you. Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101. Well, Josh Hader starting to gain notoriety, not just within the Brewers fan base, but across all of baseball. On Saturday, he struck out five of the six batters he faced during the first save of his career. Came back on Tuesday night and struck out two out of the three batters he faced in the eighth inning and then got through the ninth inning after giving up a two-out hit uh, to collect his second save of his career. He had faced 34 batters before Tuesday night's performance, and he struck out 22 of them. And even though it didn't seem possible, he's dominating hitters at a greater clip than he did all of last year. So what's changed or evolved, if you will? Well, his fastball, still an elite pitch, good velocity with a ton of deception and movement, and he still relies on it the majority of the time. But he's throwing a slider more, significantly more, in fact, than he did last year. It's up almost 20% in usage. He threw it about 11% of the time last year. He's thrown it almost 30% of the time now in 2018. And he's getting a lot of whiffs with that slider. So now he's got two swing and miss pitches between the fastball and the slider. And he's throwing that slider in all sorts of counts right now too. And it's averaging more velo than it came in at last year by almost two miles per hour. He still offers that changeup on occasion, but he's cut back the changeup usage a little bit. He's mainly fastball and slider now. And they have both become elite pitches for him. And the result is that the rest of Major League Baseball knows who Josh Hader is and they're not going to enjoy facing him anymore in the future. That's our Sabermetrics 101. The numbers indicate why the strikeouts are up even greater than where they were last year. And it's the evolution and the emergence of that slider and his willingness and his confidence in it to throw it. And at almost 30% clip now, it's really made him that much more dangerous of a pitcher. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up, get out of here, and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. I had the chance to catch up with Jacob Nottingham after he made his debut on Monday night at Miller Park. And Jacob Nottingham, cool story. He gets the call. He's getting called up. His first chance at the show. And he can't get a hold of his dad, so he calls his mom. She says, hold on, uh, I'll find him. She ends up driving to the store while she's on the phone with Jacob Nottingham and says, okay, I see him coming out of the store. Try calling him now. <laughs> so he calls him, very emotional, and uh, the entire family got on a flight and got here Monday and had a chance to see Jacob Nottingham make his debut. And then he made the start on Tuesday night, and he caught a shutout behind the plate for the crew at Miller Park. Pretty cool way to start your big league career. I got a chance to talk to him about just the start to this season and how crazy it's all been. Um, well, obviously I heard the, uh, the news, and um, obviously uh, it's the news you don't want to hear because it's uh, one of your brothers and one of your teammates, and you obviously want a speedy recovery. But, um, you know, it's always in the back of your head of when you're going to get that call. And uh, But the only thing you can really do is just control what you do during the day, um, just be ready for the games and uh, go out and perform. 
Um, and then obviously you just put yourself in a good spot to obviously get that call, that chance. So, I mean, uh, every day I just focus on uh, just doing my routine and uh, just going out and playing hard. You've worked really hard at getting yourself up to speed behind the plate to, to be able to be a big league catcher behind the plate. I know the last couple of years, that's where your focus has been. And working with Charlie Green a lot to, to get that to, to where it needs to be. How nice is it to be rewarded now and, and to, to have the organization tell you, yeah, we think you're ready for this? You know, it's awesome. I mean, um, it's it's been a lot of hard work. Uh, it wasn't easy, and uh, it's never going to be easy. Catching is catching is a grind because um, it's two sides of the job. And um, But I know we put in a lot of hours and spring training and uh, just being surrounded by other great catchers and uh, picking their brains and I think everything just kind of just um, fell into place but I think I give a lot of credit to everybody around me uh, for helping me and uh, sticking with me and just helping me grind through it. This is your third year with the organization. How, how much do you feel like you've grown both on the field and, and even off the field o- over these two plus years that you've been uh, around the Brewers? You know when I got traded to the Brewers um, it was very easy just because of the clubhouse was so great uh, all the guys are great so um, I think when I got called up I think everybody made it a very easy and um, obviously just told me enjoy it and just have fun um, obviously they told me the nerves are going to be there but you know uh, everybody still has nerves when they play so I mean uh, just trying to control that and just enjoy the moment. I think most people noticed it right when you showed up to spring this year you look trim you look like a guy that really put in a lot of work in the offseason what was your offseason regimen like um last uh 2017 i came in a little stronger and bigger and um i just didn't feel athletic enough to my, with my movements so going into this offseason is just obviously um getting strong but flexible and uh just working on footwork stuff and hip mobility and um kind of just slimming down up in my upper body just so i could obviously move better and um, I think everything went as planned and obviously my trainer Justin uh, Wakefield did an awesome job with me and um, I was very very happy with this whole offseason obviously I give a lot of credit to him for um, for pushing me and obviously getting me ready for spring. It was a little easier for you on Monday night when you got behind the plate that it was Jorge Lopez throwing to you since you've caught him so much? Yeah that, that helped a lot that kind of settled my nerves down and um, Obviously, me and him uh, have a very great connection. We live together in Colorado Springs, and um, he's one of my best friends. So, obviously, making my debut with uh, one of my best friends, thats uh, that was awesome. And um, I know we were very pumped for each other, and obviously we went out and uh, just did the best we can. How much has the focus on getting up to speed behind the plate impacted you at the plate have you noticed any of that over the last couple of years is it, I mean your focus has been making yourself a big league catcher yeah I mean um, you could learn a lot from catching and uh, obviously taking that into your at bats is um, just thinking along with the pitcher sometimes or just even if you're not playing watching what other catchers do I know I that's something I started doing a lot even if it's watching TV at home is just watching what catch, certain catchers do and and how they do in different search, uh, situations. Um, but I think that's helped a lot. Is just trying to learn the game as much as you can and just uh, just ask as many questions to uh, the older guys, and um, they kind of make everything easier. And, uh, and once they start explaining things and 
everything just starts making sense. Jacob, we appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. Thank you. Checking in on the farm. Well, as we go down on the farm, the Brewers minor league affiliates coming into Tuesday's action, Colorado Springs eight and three on the year. Brandon Woodruff has been pitching very well since he went back down onto the farm. Freddie Peralta's put up big numbers. Corbin Burns has pitched extremely well also for the crew so far. It's been really encouraging to see these young guys do what they're supposed to do at the AAA level. A reminder, Freddie Peralta is one of the youngest pitchers in AAA this year. In fact, I believe he's the youngest pitcher, the youngest pitcher in the PCL at 21 years of age. Really impressive. Let's start with the AAA numbers. Keon Broxton coming into Tuesday's action, hitting 366, four home runs and six driven in for Colorado Springs. Mauricio Devon hitting 289, three doubles, a triple and a home run. Tyrone Taylor hitting 333, the home run and six RBIs. Freddie Peralta, 3-0 with a 1.13 ERA. Just continues to be incredibly undervalued by most of the prospect handbooks and publications. He's been absolutely outstanding at every level he's been at. He's continued to just rack up, just rack up strikeouts. Really impressive what he's been able to do. Told you Corbin Burns has been really impressive so far. Brandon Woodruff has as well. Double A. The story with Double A is Corey Ray. Corey Ray had a tough year last year, and he had not, quote-unquote, lived up to first-round status yet in about a year and a half of pro baseball. Well, he's doing it this year at the highest level he's been at so far. He goes two for five again on Tuesday night. His average is now at 365. He collects another double on Tuesday night. He's got six doubles on the year, three triples, and a home run. It's really impressive what Corey Ray's doing in not a very offensive league. Lucas Ersig has also been really good. His average sitting at 304. These are guys bouncing back from what were gaudy numbers last year uh, in high A with Carolina. And Luis Ortiz is pitching extremely well. He worked out of the bullpen on Tuesday night, went six and a third, gave up just three hits, one earned run, and he struck out 10. <laughs> Luis Ortiz is uh, coming into his zone. Biloxi did lose on Tuesday night. They're sitting at nine and three now on the season. In high A, Carolina came into Tuesday's action at 6-6. Six and six. Keston here had kind of a slow start, but he's starting to heat up now a little bit. Uh, starting to put together some multi-hit games, and looks like his confidence starting to come back a little bit more at the plate. Cam Regner has been really good. 13 scoreless innings going into Tuesday's action on the mound for Cam Regner. And Trey Supak also uh, has allowed just one earned run over 10 innings. And then we go to Class A, Wisconsin. The Timber Rattlers at 3-7 and seven, uh, with an off day on Tuesday. They have had snow that they're dealing with. They've had to move a home series to Peoria. But the Timber Rattlers, really impressive for them. Gilbert Lara, who was there a year ago, struggled offensively, but he's off to a 394 start. He's hit two home runs as well. Outfielder Demi Oramaloy also hitting 278. He's driven in eight runs, and that's been encouraging to see as well for Demi Oramaloy. It's going to be a fun year to follow some of these Brewers minor leaguers and everything that comes with them. These guys are talented. There's a lot of depth in this organization, and guys are going to start separating themselves, and some guys are going to start putting themselves in a position for 2018 call-ups before it's all said and done. All right, let's check out what's on tap. Here's what's on tap. 
All right, here is what is on tap. That Marlins series is coming up. Going to be an action-packed weekend at Miller Park. The 19th, that's Thursday through Sunday. Four-game series, and there's going to be some great promotions, including two big gate giveaways. Thursday, the 19th, that is a 7-10 start against the Marlins. Then Friday, the 20th, 7-10 start. Barrelman long sleeve t-shirt. First 20,000 fans get those courtesy of Chevrolet. Then the 21st, 6-10 start. Marvel Superheroes Night. Captain America bobblehead. Special ticket package. And then on Sunday, the 22nd, that's the Eric Thames bobblehead. All fans get those courtesy of Toyota. To book your seats, visit brewers.com slash tickets. That is going to do it for me and for us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next week from Kansas City as the Brewers begin a road trip through Kansas City, Chicago, and Cincinnati. Have a great one, everybody. Talk to you soon. I'm Lane Brindle. Brewers, Brewers.